Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Ed Namrock Podcast. And if I look like shit, for those who are watching, uh, not just listening, but for you listeners, I look like crap because it's been a long week. It's been a long fucking week. It started on Sunday and... I'm not going to say it's ongoing, but there's still some work to be done. The long and the short is there's things that happen in your life that leave you wondering a lot of things. And I mean, very deep thought things, shit that is completely and utterly thought provoking. So with that said, I just wanted to not only rant a little bit, but give some insight on what I think is the answers to some of these questions that I've been, that I've been contemplating. One of them would be if you died today, Today, if you died today, how would you be remembered? There's some exceptions to this rule, not rule, but to this question, because it needs to apply to someone who is capable of hurting themselves physically. So if you died today, how would you be remembered? And I asked myself that question. If I died today, how would I be remembered? I'm 38 years old. I've had a very, very interesting life. Just to summarize it. I was one of the very first I guess, utility football players at my alma mater at Shore High School. What do you mean by utility, you might ask, is I played on pretty much all sides of the ball, and I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot. I have friends that for sure will remember me if I were to die today. How would I be remembered? I've been told, and I've been... Now at 38, been not only recognizing and accepting, but I would be remembered as a funny person, humorous, love to fuck around, love to have fun, love to have a good time. And then I'm pretty sure I would also be remembered as a hothead, angry, always outspoken, always looking to prove a point, not always out of spite, but to stand ground and get my point across. Of course, that's also, it's inevitable. (laughs) It's in my DNA. I'm like that. But also at the same time, some of the, my deepest and closest friends Will remember as some remember me as someone that 
you know, had a lot of issues and I still have some now. I'm not perfect. I ain't no fucking saint, but my childhood was very, very rough. And my teenage years were filled with absolute uncertainty and the type of variety in life that it's not the surprises that you want. You call them problems pretty much. But nonetheless, I feel like I would be remembered as a good person. I know for a fact, I am not a bad person. I pride myself in being very selfless and very, very giving. Even though a lot of the times people misconstrue my selflessness and giving to others selfish, which is kind of an oxymoron if you ask me. So nonetheless, reflection. If I died today, how would I be remembered? I would be remembered as a good person. Humorous, like to make people laugh, very outspoken, very strong. And there's a reason why I am the way I am. And I already know, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but yeah, my, my, childhood, my childhood upbringing was, was pretty rough. And I made the best of it and I came a long way. So... But that leads me to question also, like, what does the ideal life look like? What does it look like? What does it sound like? What is it? How does this even come into play? The reason I ask is because I know people with a healthy upbringing, they give them the best everything. They give them the, the, the car. They give them the computer. They give them the subscription to whatever they need. They give them the tutoring. They give them all this shit. And then to later be in and out of rehab or be some kind of, some kind of complete douchebag. And I don't know what that looks like. Everyone likes to base an ideal life on very materialistic things especially when it comes to money. But I don't think that's, I don't think that's the case. I've known doctors, entrepreneurs, I've known self-made millionaires that all said the same thing. They said the, the ideal life is what you not only want it to be, but strive and make it to be because there is adversity in the way there are obstacles. There is tons of stress, but one thing that is, is there is perseverance, determination, the will to want to do better. And I'll never forget. I don't quite remember who told me this, but it never, ever left my head. This person, I don't, I don't remember it was a male or a female told me, look, just look at the drug addicts in your neighborhood. This is back when I was living in city terrace. What their ideal life is, is getting their next fix. 
where is the next high going to come from and how they're going to scheme to get it. That is so bizarre because it made a lot of sense. Nothing ever stops a drug addict from getting their fix. They do everything and anything. Nothing gets in the way just to get their fucking drug. They kill people. They rob. They steal. They lie. They panhandle. They do things that I would not do for drugs, obviously, or anything distorted. (laughs) But that always that always seeped in my head that look at these drug addicts they do a fantastic job of not giving a fuck not giving a wild fuck their main objective is to go get high and nothing fucking stops them nothing so I, I thought to myself, I'm like, what if I just flip the script? What if I do quite the contrary and quite the opposite and do the same thing with goals, short-term goals? Because studying a drug addict, that's exactly what they do. Their short-term goal is get money, rob somebody steal a car, sell something, pawn it. Like really, it is so intriguing how methodical drug addicts are, especially crackheads. And you apply that to whatever you want to accomplish because they're addicted. They're hypes. Now you can be addicted and be a hype for something short-term, a goal something you want to achieve, whether it be your, your health, fitness, writing, recording, playing an instrument, running, reading to your child, rubbing your, your partner's back, having a conversation, which in my, my personal opinion is the biggest one. And Just a side note, I do a podcast because I don't always have someone to talk about. I mean, not talk about. I don't always have someone to talk to. I don't. This is, you are my audience. I don't even have the insights as to how many people listen to my podcast, but I know for sure that the ones that do listen, they give me a lot of feedback and they do listen to the episodes and they are all ears because of the stuff that I talk about. So yeah, the ideal life will look the way you want it to, the way you're molding it. And I'm not preaching about no fucking Rhonda Byrne bullshit with the secret and all this, all this stuff. No, you, you mold it overcoming adversity, being a juggernaut through fucking every obstacle that comes in front of you. And being an unstoppable force for your short-term goals. And then, 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 okay, you live your life, you live your ideal life, you mold it, you shape it, you, you do 
what you wanted to do and nothing stopped you and every single obstacle was conquered. Every single challenge was beaten. And then, then you ask yourself, because eventually nothing, nothing lasts forever. Then you ask yourself, how would you like to die? How would you like to die? You've already fulfilled this ideal life that you struggled and succeeded to achieve. And the rewiring changes. This is this is the beauty of it. This is one thing I learned from the late great Tony Robbins is he educates you on the six human needs, which is also I forgot the the mirror image of of that in psychology, but everyone has at least the first four. Everyone has the first four because the last two needs are the needs of the spirit. The first four needs are the needs of the ego. And when you do something, it's not always self self-serving. You have someone in mind, you have something in mind. And I'll give you the biggest example. The biggest example was Facebook. They started off as just a community, community online service for just colleges, people with .edu emails and stuff like that. Now look at them. They're a fucking, they're a global influencer. If your intention was just to fuck around and write chicks, yeah, it was a, it was a girl ranking. I remember the freshman 100 or something like that. Now look, this son of a bitch has been in front of Congress talking about defending actually the influence that they've had on 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 global elections and vice versa. So self-serving and then it turns into, oh shit. Okay. Then you have kids, then you get married, but then you build a, a network and you build a community. You have to pass it on. Steve jobs did. So I'm pretty sure Bill Gates is doing so, but you ask yourself, how would you like to die? Would you like to die comfortably in bed, surrounded by all your loved ones? Would you like to die doing something you love? Or what other way would you like to die? Nothing lasts forever. I I reflected on that question and... You ask yourself right now, are you ready to die right now? If you were, were going to die, so doctor told you, hey, you only have about eight hours. Something in your body is happening, but it's shutting down. But you have about eight hours. What do you do? That's one of the toughest questions I have ever, ever, not only encountered, but struggled to, 
to even answer because it's like, fuck, man, there's so many things that you want to do. You haven't accomplished. What are you going to do in eight hours? What are you going to do in 16 hours? What are you going to do in 24 hours? What are you going to do in 48 or even a week? If you had a week to live, that's crazy shit. And then I remember someone asking me, shit, if someone gave you an envelope or sent you an email, literally like the Grim Reaper was contacting you saying, hey, this is the time and date of your death. What would you do? And it was guaranteed like, hey, this is how you're going to die. This is how much time you have. Say lovey. And then if you died today, what regrets would you have about your life? I have a ton, obviously. I know I have. I have not been what what I have aimed for. I'm still aiming and I struggle. This is part of the the success thing that that is, was told to me, there's there. It was told to me day in and day out. Hey, this is not a fucking easy ride, especially if you choose an industry where you want to grow and you want to become your own boss eventually. So yeah, that's something that with the week that I've been through, I've been contemplating and reading some thought provoking shit thinking some more and just reminding myself that your life, my life, especially your life is fucking valuable, man. Your life is valuable. It is fucking valuable. The purpose of human life is to give, but in order to give, you need to build. You can't give if you have nothing, if you haven't self-served yourself for a while to give yourself to somebody else. So giving yourself to someone else for most people is when they have children and that doesn't always work. It doesn't always fucking work. Deadbeat dads, deadbeat moms, moms that throw the fucking newborns in the goddamn toilet after giving birth in a Walmart. That's the kind of shit I've been reading, man. It's so fucking depressing, but that shit's real, man. It's fucking real. Makes you think, what is a year of fucking life worth? What is even a day of life worth? It's worth every fucking second. It is. It's not always going to be perfect. This is, this is going back to the ideal life question that I, I just raised. The ideal life is full of lessons, failures. But I think the trick is to outweigh the failures with successes. I used to look at Kobe Bryant growing up playing basketball and Michael Jordan. And the number of times that 
they've tried for a buzzer beater to win the game or even capitalize on a lead or something. I can recall them failing way more times than succeeding. Way more failures than successes. So you fucking fall, get back up. You get stressed out about something, reach out to someone that you just might know might be going through the same bullshit. And keyword, reach out, communicate, make sure you open your fucking mouth and ask for fucking help. Even if it's a cry for help, ask. Because if you ask, you shall receive. Do nothing, get fucking nothing. So yeah, I just wanted to not just rant, but talk about that a little bit and just remind you that your life is, is valuable. Your life is valuable. You're building, you're growing to give back, to contribute. If you're just a succubus, a do nothing bitch, a deadbeat ass, then you need to reevaluate your life. <laughs>